Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend a few minutes focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Ray, an employability and careers consultant with the University of Exeter. And you can catch up with all of our series, keep up with all our regular releases by doing those subscribing and following things. We're on iTunes and Spotify. Hi, I'm Joan Wright. I work as an employability and placements advisor, one of six employability advisors in the business school. I'm joined by Lara Vincent Young, who has graduated and has completed a year in industry as her third year as part of the With Industrial Experience programme. What we're going to do today is to benefit from Lara's experience and to hear her top tips from her placement search, as well as the recruitment process. So if you're a first year or second year student on a placement programme, keep listening. Lara, um, welcome. Can you tell me a little bit about you, your degree and where you spent your placement year? Hi, Joan. Yeah, so I've just graduated with a BSc in Business and Management with Industrial Experience. And I completed my placement at Johnson & Johnson Consumer working in the marketing team for Listerine Mouthwash. Great. So would you say that um, at the beginning of this process, you had a fixed idea of what employer or sector you wanted to work in? Um, So when you were in first or second year? Well, I would preface this question by saying that doing a placement wasn't always my plan, but I decided to apply for a placement as it would give me more options. Um, That being said, I did have a set idea of what sector I wanted to work in, which was marketing. However, I didn't have specific companies which I was going to apply for and was open to applying to almost anything, to be honest. I mean, of course, you hear a lot about the larger companies that a lot of extra students go to, but I was just as interested in the smaller and medium-sized companies. It's important to have a flexible approach and to be prepared to broaden your search in terms of sector, role and location. Great advice there, Lara. Um, so what should you do to maximise your chances of securing a placement? So I'd say um, try to engage with the With Industrial Experience programme or equivalent in your college as much as possible. It really is there for a reason and the skills you will learn will really help you secure a placement, although you don't always appreciate the value of what you're learning at the time. Um, And it will become apparent why you learned all of those things later on in your journey. A really good example of this um, are the workshops around the STAR technique. Um, Whilst I was doing it, it just, to be honest, seemed a bit boring Mm -hmm. to write up examples and rehearse them in the way that we were encouraged to do. But in fact, employers themselves advised me to have STAR examples ready for interviews. And I used them for all of my interviews and assessment centres in my second year. And I still use some of them now. Fantastic. STAR technique is really, really important um, in in early career in particular. Um, Is there anything you would do differently in terms of your placement search? So because I didn't know I was going to be doing a placement, um, I wasn't very prepared going into my second year. So I would really, really recommend that you start early so that you make your second year less stressful. Um, The placement process starts at the end of summer and it's your responsibility to do the legwork, the research, know the opening and closing dates and ultimately apply. 
Um, and second year is when you're more established in societies. It's the first year that counts with your degree and the work is harder and all of this combined can be extremely overwhelming. So any work you do in advance and in terms of your placement search can really help to mitigate the stress. Let's talk for a moment about the recruitment process then. What surprised you most about it? So the first thing that comes to mind is how quickly the process can take off. So once you've submitted your initial application, the following steps in the process can come very quickly and you don't really have much control over it. Um, you may need to respond within, say, a three-day time period, for example, for some video interviews. So you have to make time for it and prepare with very short notice. Um, also, the second thing is that you really have to sell yourself and prove to the employer that you're the right choice. For example, I had to prepare a presentation ahead of my assessment centre and that's a lot of work, but the employer needs to make sure that they're hiring the right person. So it's really important that you give them every reason to hire you. Um, and then also something that was really um, surprising to me is that it's just as much about your fit for the team um, as it is for the role. So often the person interviewing you is also the manager you'll be working for. That was definitely the case um, for me. And it's important to show your personality and try to connect with them as they ultimately want to work with someone that they get on with. Um, and my best interviews really felt more like conversations than an interview, as cliche as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> we can all, that resonates with us all. So how did you prepare for interviews and assessment centres? So initially I would research the company, their values and their most notable work. Um, and I did this through Google, various news outlets, LinkedIn, their social media and also their own websites because I think it's really important to see how the companies speak about themselves. Um, I also prepared star technique examples as we mentioned earlier um, and I did these trying to relate to key competencies for the role which can be found on the job description. Also, don't forget to prepare your strength-based questions too. Um, so what are you good at? What do you find difficult? As these are questions which can really catch you up. Um, and then something which I think that people forget um, are questions about current affairs or topical questions. So make sure you're up to date and you, you know your stuff. Great. So what top tips would you give any first year listening today? So for first years, I would say start early for all the reasons I've already mentioned. Um, so part of this is having a master version of your CV ready at the end of your first year. And it's a really good idea to get this checked in a one-to-one -one appointment. This is something which I did and I found it extremely helpful. Um, similarly, have a draft version of the Why Me paragraph of your cover letter. Um, this is something which can be easily adapted to the different roles you're applying to. Um, so it's, it's good that you have done an adequate amount of reflection on yourself and the skills that you can bring to a role. And finally, have an idea of what sector and companies you're interested in. Um, and I'd recommend starting an Excel spreadsheet of your target companies as well. Great advice, uh, Lara, and I would definitely echo that book in a one-to-one -one appointment. There are six of us in the business school and lots of other employability advisors right throughout the university. So book in a one-to-one -one appointment with us. We're here to help you. And uh, finally, Lara, what are your words of advice for second years? 
So for second years, I would say scheduling time specifically for your placement search and applications as part of your degree, it really does take a lot of time and everyone always says applying for a job is a job in itself. So make sure you've scheduled that time in and um, you've given an adequate amount of time to it. Also, I'd say track your application progress through um, a spreadsheet. It can take a lot of the stress out of having to remember things and just make sure that you know where you are with all of your applications. Also, as we've already said, engage with the careers team in your college. Book a one-to-one appointment to talk through um, where you're at in your process and to help prepare for interviews. You can book a one-to-one at any point through the application process. And I know I did it before my assessment centre, so any time is a good time. Um, Connect with fourth-year with industrial experience placement students and employability ambassadors. They have great advice and insights about the companies they've worked for as they've done it all themselves. And in the same vein, use LinkedIn to network with current extra students on placement. You'd really be surprised how happy people are to help. So just ask. If you don't ask, you don't get, as my mum likes to say. (laughs) And um, finally, don't be disheartened if you don't progress as quickly as you think. There are so many factors and considerations which are integral to the recruitment process. And to be honest, there's an element of luck to every application. So don't take it too much to heart if you don't succeed at first. It's easier said than done, but everyone gets rejected at some stage. And the important thing is to not give up and to persevere. Lots of placements, I mean, sorry, lots of people get placements at very reputable companies in May, June, and even sometimes later. So do persevere and you will get there in the end. Um, Good luck. And remember, you get out of the process what you put into it. Wise words, Lara. So you graduated recently. What are you going to do next? Yeah, I did. It was really (laughs) exciting. Um, I've actually decided to take a year out. So I start my grad job at Johnson & Johnson in September um, of 2022. And I'm currently applying for internships for my year out and also trying to plan some travelling. Sounds good. Travelling sounds really good. Fingers crossed for you, Lara. So good luck in everything you do. I'm sure you'll keep in touch with us and and, and with Exeter. Uh, Thank you for your great words of advice and top tips for placement students. This was the Career Zone podcast brought to you by the University of Exeter Career Zone. You can find this series on iTunes and Spotify. So do subscribe and follow us to keep up with our regular releases. And we would love to hear from you. So if there is something on your mind, then share your thoughts or questions on Instagram at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone or Twitter at UOE Careers. Hashtag Career Zone podcast and we'll follow up in one of the next episodes. Finally, of course, you can find out more information about all the support we offer at exeter.ac.uk slash careers.